0: Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. What is today? Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. That's right. I, I got a little confused there. I have not updated my calendar on my wall. It's still on June, so I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of off with some of the dates there. Um Mike, how are we doing today, man? I I'm, I'm feeling pretty good.
1: No. No, no, And uh, yeah, you know, don't worry about not changing the calendar on the wall. Time is just an illusion. That's yes. all it is, my friend. You know, we're all out there in the ether. It's all about, you know, well, I don't know. I've got nothing. But in any <laughs> case, folks, it's good to be with you. Yes, it is a Wednesday morning. It is hump day. We are ready to head toward the weekend. We're hoping to get there. Uh, but right now we're at the halfway point in the week. So hopefully we can get you through it
0: yeah well i mean i you know the funny thing is you know i say my june thing's still up i had december of 2019 up on my wall until probably march and april something like that ironically i finally changed it over Honestly, when, i think there's
1: when, a lot of people that would want to go back to december yeah. <laughs> 2019 right now i'm just saying 2020 been a yeah, little bit of a tough year for i'd a say lot of so people, but uh there, yeah it's there's some this, positives this has been a rough there's one yeah. positive you got there you, there gotta, have you gotta been. you
0: gotta find the little things up you know like i said up I'm, I'm trying to keep the the positive attitude here you know positive mental attitude i i preach it quite a bit or at least i try to or at least i think i do i i don't know i i tend to forget what we talk about on a day to day basis it makes well, it hard yeah of
1: course yeah. of course when ian says you know when ian says that there are positives of course he's talking about you know 80s trivia day here on NBC Radio live that was a big positive you know it was i think everybody positive. everybody it's a big buzz everybody's talking about it you know you can't contain buzz, it on those... social media yep <laughs> Uh, no, well, and, and that's, yeah, exactly. So, uh, look, I, you,
0: you got to find the little things. You know, personally, I've been in a good mood. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it for as long as it's uh, for as long as it's Glad there. To so um, <clears throat> Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's restart. Okay. <laughs> Before <laughs> we get into it, I want to uh, remind everyone out there, as I do most shows. Sometimes I forget. I try not to because it's important for us. But we want you to call us or text us, one of the two, whatever you want to do, if you want to get involved with the show, we love to talk to you, Uh, uh, 626-310-8882, you can of course tweet us at FPC Radio Live, and of course at Full Press Radio, we try to pay attention as much as possible, it doesn't always work that way, but hey, um, you know, it is what it is, anyways, so we we talked uh, what last week, I want to say, uh, around the time that Patrick Mahomes signed his extension, about what sort of impact or what sort of collateral damage could happen from this signing, because it's a pretty significant signing. And, you know, the good thing working in the, in in the favor of the chiefs was that this is an extension off of, the last two years of his current deal. So there was no significant jump in the first two years when it comes to cap totals and and all that stuff. So, so that's certainly an advantage for the chiefs. Now, again, this could be an issue, you know, down the road a little bit. I think we, we kind of jumped into that in a little bit of detail, but what we also talked about was would there be any sort of immediate, uh, negative impact? Because, you know, again, in the news for, for months now has been the, uh, uh, you know the the back and forth between chris jones um and the chiefs in terms of wanting a new contract is he going to get it it's looked bleak for quite some time i mean really i think we were both if you were to ask us last week we were probably lean towards him probably being a, a a casualty of this extension or at least a, a part of that being the extension i mean obviously there's other issues involved but um but yeah, no, I mean, it, it it came down to it, and he got his extension. So, uh, you know, good for him. I think it was four years, and um, I'm pulling up the exact numbers here because I want to want to make sure I get it. Four years, eighty million with sixty million guaranteed. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good deal for him, and he's going to get his uh, security and um, you know, four years, and it, this could give him an opportunity to to cash in once again because you know he'll only be, I think, thirty by the time he uh finishes out this deal so that's still kind of within the the shelf life or within the the, the you know the ballpark of a, of an effective player and, and one who could certainly uh still get uh, get a few uh good bucks out of this
1: yeah without question i mean it's definitely it's a good deal for uh you know for both sides obviously today being the deadline day for any uh, mm-hmm. person that's been, fra- that's been tagged under the franchise tag to be able to reach a long-term agreement or they're locked into the franchise tag. We saw Adam Schefter break news this morning that Dak Prescott is very unlikely yep. to reach any type of a long-term agreement with the Dallas Cowboys and that most likely he'll be playing under that franchise tag for 2020. Now, that's a pretty hefty price. I mean... Barring Any unforeseen circumstances, you never know. I mean, there's always the possibility of a trade. I doubt that. I think that's probably something that is um, a pipe dream at the Bill very, O'Brien very, isn't uh, running you know, the Cowboys, case. okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So you know, I mean, we, we look at we we look at deals like this. Oh, of course, I have to, I have to bring it back to the Patriots. Are contractually obligated to do that? Uh, it's our Joe Tooney, uh, right now. <laughs> Joe Tooney right now is. Um, is uh, you know scheduled to make fourteen point seven eight million dollars next year under the franchise tag for the New England Patriots. Not a lot of people saw that, but with the mm-hmm. additional cap space that the Patriots have been able to free up, they can take that hit and still be able to uh, uh, to improve their team in ways that you know may may help them uh, going forward for the year. So. In a lot of ways, you look at what teams are doing. Obviously, Kansas City right now, you look at what they're doing and, and with the the Patrick Mahomes deal and things of that nature, Chris Jones, you see. Um, I saw a quote on Twitter, and I forgive me, I don't know who, who did this. I'm not taking credit for it. Somebody does deserve credit for it. I just can't remember where I read I'll it and it. said that, uh, you know, they're playing, uh, the Chiefs look like they're playing with the uh, the salary cap mode off on Madden right now. And, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways, yeah, I mean, you can chuckle at that. But there are ways to circumvent, there are ways to be able to you know, work around it, and we'll see what happens. But uh, it's an interesting time. This could be an interesting day. Keep a sharp eye out. It's not like a trade deadline day, folks. It's not really like that day where you're going to be watching the wires or anything like that. But you might see little, you know, bits and pieces of breaking news throughout the day uh, that are you know poignant when it comes to the upcoming season. But from what I'm hearing, as people, the the guys that have been tagged with the franchise tag, if they haven't reached a long-term agreement by now, pretty much locked in that they're going to be playing at that salary for the uh, the remainder of the year.
0: Well, mostly, like you said, I mean, we're just going to get some clarity here with some of these situations, like Joe Tooney, obviously, like I said, I, you know, once, once the Patriots were able to get that cap space, uh, you know, from, from the grievances that were settled over the weekend or at the end of last week, um, or Monday, I, I don't know. I really I I just I don't know. Days or actually days. it was sa-
1: uh, it was, was Saturday. It Saturday? It was reported, okay, but I okay. They rece- I believe they received it on Friday, but it wasn't actually reported until Saturday.
0: Okay, so you know, merge my two guesses together, and you kind of average out to about Saturday, Sunday. So I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a win for me. Positive, <laughs> mental attitude. That's right. Uh, find the positives and everything, people. Um, no, look. It will. This will. We will find out down the road whether or not this is uh going to hurt the chiefs. Um like I said, I mean the the fact that uh the extension former homes doesn't really take into uh, effect until 2 years from now um obviously allows right. them some flexibility and in a, in in that case they're halfway through the Chris Jones deal now. Again, you can reevaluate everything, you know, at that point. Um, that the, the cap is very fluid um, especially now we don't really know what it's going to be not, not only this year but obviously in, in years you know subsequent years from now so um, there's always ways to, to work around it there's language in, in contracts that allow teams to take less of a hit when it comes to uh, getting rid of someone or, or anything like that so you know uh, of course the Chiefs can always you know kind of finagle things as they go look at the Rams I mean they were forced to to just unload a number of really good players or at least you know players that were pretty good and they're kind of in a bit of a cap hell different situation um i think the chiefs are are built a little bit better but i do find it funny because it's not just the fans and and i feel like we go through this what every couple years you know every 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 few years a team other than the patriots win a super bowl and you know, it's, it's the start of a dynasty. And, you know, normally you get that from the the TV talking heads, the one are you know, that, that want to go back five years, 10 years from now and say, look, I said it here, even though it was a completely outrageous statement. I, and I just threw crap against the wall. I got lucky, you know? Um, it, but we're also kind of seeing it from the players and, and I, you know, there's a lot of words, a lot of, uh, uh, things that are used in cliches used in the sports that i'm just so sick of now because they're so overused and overdone um i've talked about goat uh before i mean it, it's just it's i mean if someone hits a like a, a a like it just just a routine three in front of someone it's like oh goat it's like no it's no stop please stop it <laughs> just I'm, I'm so sick of hearing it like you know not everyone that—like, that's the thing. We've gotten to the point now where, like, when, when Sports Center or Bleacher Report or whatever post these graphics with, like, you know, a, a player's nice—I aco- mean, look, a lot of players accomplish things in their leagues. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, there's a lot of good players in all these leagues, and, and they deserve to, you know, celebrate their accomplishments. But it's like, every time you post an accomplishment on Twitter, you don't have to put the damn goat symbol next to it, because it doesn't—you know, it just—it doesn't— uh. It, it, drives, it drives me crazy. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I want to bash my head up against the wall because then someone will, will naturally come back with, oh, no, they're one of the goats. No, then stop. <laughs> yeah goat the acronym that, goat yeah, means one, greatest of yeah. all time meaning singular yeah. meaning
1: you either are or yeah, you're not exactly. yeah exactly and and, <laughs> and you know it wasn't too long ago that the term goat was actually yeah a negative term. yeah I mean, exactly you know, let's not let's not, re- let's not forget that you know the scapegoat was always oh he's the goat in this game and it was you know and this wasn't too far back you know obviously acronyms and social media and uh, laziness i'm sorry who said that but you know that has gotten you know people to speak you know like they're looking at an eye chart Rather than actually speak in coherent, complete sentences, but in any case, that's a conversation for another day. I'm on my it, old it man's box today. It, this it morning. started.
0: It started. Uh, it, it started. with the the Brady Montana thing, obviously, because again, social media obviously enhances all that. I'm sure you right. know people were using the term "goat" around Michael Jordan when he was playing all that stuff, but it, like it really became prominent during you know the time where Brady was pushing Montana's, you know, what seemed to be unappreciated approachable records and and playoff success all that stuff but the original point of of my rambling uh was that some even some of the players are using the d word which dynasty it's one of those words that uh, again just gets overused and just like i mean guys you got to relax uh patrick mahomes let's keep this dynasty going let's get you're not a dynasty you're not close to it I mean, again, we, we've we seen this, how many, I mean, we, we've seen the the Eagles, we've seen the Seahawks, I mean, how many of these teams come in, and go, and it's like, you look back, and it's not just about the Patriots, but it kind of is, because, okay, over the last 20 some odd years, there's been two teams, 25, the last 25 years, two teams have repeated as champions, and that's the Patriots, obviously in 2003, 2004, and the Broncos, now again, The Patriots went to three straight Super Bowls, all this other stuff. The Seahawks went to two straight Super Bowls. They didn't win. So the difficulty there is, again, what the Patriots do is kind of an outlier. So don't think of that as the norm. Going to three Super Bowls in a row doesn't happen. Uh, Excuse me. Not often. So... This idea, it's like, oh yeah, they're just gonna run it back, and you know, I, you know, run, it's saying, oh, we're gonna run it back, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I mean, that's 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 sports talk. You say it all the time, you know, it's rah rah, you know, get yourself going. But I don't know, just right, f- flagrantly using the the word uh, 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 dynasty out there. It's just, it's so. If I was a fan I'd hate it. If I was a teammate I'd hate it because it's like to me that that's telling me you're turning into the Eagles. I mean, that's what the Eagles did. Not not maybe not to yeah. that extent. Maybe the fans were a little bit more vocal than the players, but I feel like look, you got to be reasonable here. Like you're going to talk about doing dynasty stuff and all that. It, like talk to me in 5 years. You know, talk to me if you win a couple Super Bowls in a row and or 3 out of 4 or something like that because you got a long way to go. And if if you remember yeah like this wasn't a situation where the chiefs just ran through the playoffs i mean in every single game they probably were were probably should have lost now again you got to give credit to them and bill o'brien for allowing them to come back but um <laughs> any chance again i'm going to take a shot at him so you just nice have back in yeah, yeah, right there yeah i
1: like it whatever like what ah. anyways anyways
0: but you know so this wasn't some cakewalk uh, situation for for Kansas City i think they were they were fortunate not to have had to play the patriots um, this idea that they exacted revenge on the patriots somehow has uh, uh festered among uh, chiefs fans and I, I i just i don't get it I'm, i don't understand how you can exact revenge Uh, by not beating them in the playoffs. But hey, you know, they were fortunate not to have to had played them. Um, They were obviously really a couple bad plays by the 49ers away from losing the Super Bowl. And in what would have been a really poor performance by Patrick Mahomes coming off a season where, yeah, okay, he was injured for two games, but his statistical output Dropped up pretty drastically, I would say, and 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 it's not an indictment on him. I just think it's a, a, a more of the norm. I feel like, you know, there's seasons that that players have that are that are kind of the outlier. Um, really good players have really good seasons, and, and they're the outlier. I think he just happened to have it in his very first season. So now all of a sudden the expectation was, oh, of course, he's just going to sling 50 touchdowns with ease every year. And it's, re- it's really not that easy. And he had a lot of things going for him. So again, I say all this, all this rambling, all this nonsense that I'm going on and on about to say using the word dynasty and really trying to to push that narrative after winning one Super Bowl, it's like I expect that from fans. I mean, there's 15-year-olds out there that are going to really buy into that and say, no, of course, they're going to win 10 in a row. No, they're not. (laughs) They'll be be lucky if they even get back to the Super Bowl this year because we know how hard it is. Uh, Like I said, I mentioned the Seahawks, but uh, the Patriots obviously went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls twice in the last 20 years, but that's the only other team that has done it you know, and then you go back to the Broncos. And then before that, you know, Packers. So again, but we're talking 25, 30 years ago now. So, you know, it's not a common thing to do, especially in this era of the NFL. And uh, look, the AFC, I think, is harder uh, than it was last year, um, at least on paper. So uh, again, Chiefs fans, enjoy the championship. I mean, really, just enjoy it, cherish it, take every advantage you can to talk about it, but just relax pump the brakes a little bit on the on the dynasty talk same with same with some of these players because i i think you know you, you get into this too early and then you're going to have a pretty rude awakening and i think uh it it causes the ship to sink a lot quicker i'm not saying it's going to i'm just saying you know when things don't start working out your way it, it, it's it's never a good thing
1: it does. And look, the easiest way to get noticed is to use the term, like you said, use the term goat, use the term dynasty, mm-hmm. uh, the next big thing. We've talked about that several times. And look, it's the New England Patriots effect on everything. You know, everybody wants to be the next Patriots. They can't wait to knock that uh, that that, you know, trophy off the pedestal and say, oh, no, they're they're not, they're nothing now. Now we're the story of the day. And yeah, at the end of the day, do the Kansas City Chiefs have a shot to do it? Yeah, every team theoretically has a shot to do it. They're already on their way. They've won a a championship. Uh, They're going to be playing in a season where there's going to be shortened preparation time, uh, a reduced um, preseason, for lack of a better term. And they may now be in the driver's seat to be able to repeat, maybe a little bit easier than in years past. So if they do that, uh prepare yourself my friend because this is only going to get worse then you're going to see a ton of ground swelling come out of the woodwork and there will be the anointing of the new dynasty uh this is it this is they're going to win eight they're going to win nine nine they may be the first team to ever win ten i mean you're going to hear this these are not these are not pie in the sky narratives. I can hear you laughing, and believe me when I tell you, it almost nauseates me for it to come out of my mouth. But this is exactly what's going to happen. Um, I mean, honestly, it's kind, kind it of already year started. Year
0: year. It's already started. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's be real. I've it seen has. people out in there saying circles, like, it has. like, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes is on for twelve more years, which means at least ten more. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, it, uh, <laughs> just relax, guys enjoy it because again like i said this is this is going back to that conversation that we had about best quarterbacks in the league and how that uh, uh process uh gets going because again i mean if lamar jackson goes out <coughs> excuse me and uh oh excuse me <laughs> i apologize Ugh, you okay? I'm good. yeah no i'm good i'm good i'm good <laughs> Uh, yeah, but if Lamar Jackson goes out and leaves the Ravens to a Super Bowl victory, then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. So Lamar Jackson has essentially done what Patrick Mahomes – exactly what Patrick Mahomes has done with the lone exception of Lamar Jackson got a unanimous MVP and Patrick Mahomes didn't. So it's like, wait a minute. So is, is, is this team now uh, on pace for – you know what I mean? So it's, right. it, it's just to me it's silly. It's, it's, uh, I understand why it happens. I do. I, I'm, not, I'm not naive. I'm not that stupid. I, I'm a little stupid. Not that stupid. Um, but I, 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 I just it, I still can't stop myself from laughing and chuckling. Um, <laughs> yes yeah, it's ridiculous. It really yeah. and
1: truly is. I mean, you know, give it a chance to become something before you anoint it something. And I think that is the type of culture that we live in. It's immediacy. It's just you know. The flavor of the week is the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of mankind, and that's the way it is. It's basically, it's it's living in the moment for, uh, you know, to to preserve it for posterity. And you know, again, I think that's a lot of you know, a, a lot of just the byproduct of everything, the way cultures work. And I'm not just talking about professional sports. I'm talking about everything. It's always, the immediate is always the, the biggest story, the the, the the greatest story, and the most pressing thing that you've ever gone through in your entire life. Doesn't quite work like that, folks. In a lot of ways, the success that the New England Patriots have had over the last 20 years, I think, has lulled people into a false sense of security. They've made it look easy, and it's not. What the Patriots have done is very difficult. It's nearly impossible to imagine. imagine. Imagine a league that was designed to discourage parity, to encourage parity, and discourage the type of dominance that you've seen from this team over the last 20 years. They've done it, and they've done it a couple of different spots. Mm -hmm. They've rattled off three championships. They've had two different, uh, you know, They've had two different dominant runs in their uh, in their history. And even in the times where they weren't winning Super Bowls, they were going to AFC Championship games. They were right in the thick of things. They missed the playoffs once in that – in, in the, oh, excuse me, twice in that uh, entire run in that entire 20-year of the Brady-Belichick uh, uh, era. And one of those was because Tom Brady was on the shelf for an entire year. So, you know, look at what this team has done, and then you can come at anybody – with a dynasty argument once this team once this Kansas City Chiefs team has had a chance to really digest and go into what it means to be a dynasty. And that's another thing. People just don't have any idea what these words mean. They see them, they're nice hashtags, and they put them in there. It gets them social media I mean, attention. It, it- It is. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but no. But you need to understand the context in order to be able to really appreciate what this team uh, has done, and what teams that want to catch them need to do to be able to be in that conversation.
0: Well, and 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 sure. Look, the word dynasty is subjective. There's there's no. There's no definition, textbook definition of what a dynasty is, but I think there's there's certain standards that I think everyone accepts and realizes. And and look, when you're when you're talking using that word after one championship, and again, and I'm not trying to. I, Sometimes nitpicking becomes necessary because of the conversation that we're having. So I'm not trying to make a habit of it, but it's like, look, this wasn't a dominant run by the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. It was a nice run. Don't get me wrong. But we're not talking about a team that just steamrolled all the competition. You're like, wow, what's going to you know what I mean? It's just they, they had a really nice run they were a, a pretty good team for, for much of the league. Cause again, people forget for 90% of the season, no one was, was, was that like on board with the chiefs. They're like, okay, they they kind of, you know, come back down to earth a little bit and that's fine. I mean, that happens. That's what teams do. It doesn't mean you're not a good team or one of the best teams in the league. You just, you know, the, the, the difference in, in, in skill and ability and, and how good you are, isn't that drastic. Like I don't, again and, and it goes back to the, the the quarterback play do i think patrick mahomes <clears throat> is so far and above a better quarterback than the next guy absolutely not like i i really don't and and i think people speak of him as if he is because i i don't know i i mean, again it goes back to that you know like you said you want the next big thing you want to hype up the next you know exciting superstar and i get it that's that's perfectly understandable um but it's like let's 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 uh let's Let's put a hypothetical out there. Um, yeah, Exactly. Let's put a hypothetical out of here. What if, what if, and then look, this is this is kind of reasonable. It, it it may not happen, but this is reasonable. What if Tom Brady goes out and throws 30 some odd touchdowns, low number of picks, 4,500 yards, wins an MVP, and at the very least brings the Bucks to a Super Bowl. <laughs> What have is is Patrick Mahomes still the best quarterback in the league? Because now all of a sudden I'm looking at, all right, well, Tom Brady's played in three. He's led his team to three of the last four Super Bowls. He's won two MVPs in the last four years, including one in 2017. Now one in 2020. Um, That that goes to show you what I've been saying this whole time that you know these titles don't get exchanged year by year. There's got to be some grace period because yeah, the best player in the league. Can have a down year quote unquote and and not lose that title um i I think here in this situation we could see um you know we could see uh well okay and then, and then Kyle adds if he if he loses to mo Holmes in the super Bowl yeah i mean i'm I'm assuming I just didn't want to go the full the full length and say he's going to go m v p and win a super Bowl. but um <clears throat> you know at the same time it's like you know you go out and and he has a season like that all of a sudden and I'm sitting here saying well no you know Tom Brady has been and you know he has more of a, a of a background saying that he should be considered the best in the league and it's like then you have some guys that have him what 15th or 6th I don't know but anyways it, it's not as as year to year as I think people feel cuz like I said I mean if that's the case then Lamar Jackson should be getting the same type of hype that Patrick Mahomes was getting the year before because it's the it would be the same process but he's not it's just again You know, (laughs) it is what it is, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I hope that happens. I really do, because I would love for the chaos to ensue, and I would love to have that as ammunition for any sort of argument that I get in, is that, oh, well, guess what? Tom Brady at 43 is still the best quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, I think the torch the by and large, has really already been passed when it comes to the national narrative. And Tom Brady passed
0: it in a year in which he won a Super Bowl. Like how how does yeah. that happen? And, and yep. beat him and beat the person he passed the torch to twice. <laughs> like
1: like how that how does that make you, sense? That should tell you something about the narrative that's trying to be pushed. You know, I, I think that should. It should tell you something about the narrative that's trying to be pushed there. You know, it's anybody but Tom Brady. Let's knock that off of, again, let's knock that trophy off the pedestal and put another one on here, because we need to anoint someone new. We're sick of seeing Tom Brady hoist Lombardi trophies. Everybody's sick of it, other than New England and Patriots fans. Uh, Everybody's sick of it, so we need to prove and show people that there's someone out there that's going to take your mind off of that and answer all your questions, solve all your problems. And right now, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably the most exciting player to watch bar for maybe a guy like Lamar Jackson who I think is just as exciting to watch mm-hmm. but um, you know Mahomes is I mean again I know what makes it sound like we come across as anti Patrick Mahomes I have nothing personally against Patrick at all I love watching him play the game I think he's a stand-up guy I think he's a he's a good role model for people to uh, to look up to and I really do wish the kid well each and every time he takes the field I think the narrative that's being put on his shoulders is a bit unfair because I think first of all it's an unrealistic expectation. And second of all, he needs to grow into a lot of the hype that he's already been given. So in that regard, yeah, I do. I think it's more driven by let's drive the Patriots out of here and let's drive a new bus into the uh, or drive a new car into the, the showroom. And let's let people go in ah over the over this one. That to me is where you're going to see that even if Brady comes out this year and has the season that you described. The narrative is still going to be he took the system with him from New New England to (laughs) this. He's still a system quarterback. He's still captain. They'll bring up the the, the talent,
0: which which again is ironic because, and and actually, this will tie in because Kyle brought up something he said. He thinks the, the, the torch was passed in 2019, and I have to disagree with him, because we, we were hearing about Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the league in 2018, because all we heard about, oh, well, the Patriots could only score 13 points against the Rams, ignoring the <clears throat> the 78 points that they put up the two uh, games prior to that. But hey, that's again, that's a conversation for another day. Um, so I disagree. I, I do think that Mahomes was elevated to this godlike status after 2018, because, hey, look, he throws no-look passes. and he runs around and 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 you know does all this crazy stuff and and whatever but the ironic thing is is if you're going to use 2019 against the titans uh you know not not a head to head matchup not a a a brady versus mahomes situation where brady has twice uh bested him in a uh two out of three times because again they did beat obviously Patriots this year, but you know, hey, Nikhil Harry was actually given the touchdown he deserved. Right? Uh, whatever, say, whatever. You know, I, I'm, not, bounds, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Regardless, uh, the Patriots in 2018 uh, beat Mahomes twice, in, in what was obviously his his big big season. Um. <clears throat> so, to me, I just I don't know. It just it just. I I feel like the 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 torch was prematurely passed. I I think people have have bought into this incredibly crazy hype that you know this is you know God's gift to to football, and it's like I I think he's a really good player. I just don't think that there's this massive gap between him and the next person, let alone him and Tom Brady, which I, I think a lot of people for some reason have just accepted. Which I again I I, I don't get because you know what I laid out for a Tom Brady season in in twenty twenty isn't some pipe dream that's perfectly reasonable uh situation because if you think about it given the scenario given the talent around him uh, uh last year and and what he was able to do still throwing 24 touchdowns still throwing over four thousand yards um and still having the ability to throw the ball a lot i mean this isn't a guy who's slowing down from arms so to to, to me like for tom brady go out throw 34 touchdowns and and uh uh, say forty five hundred yards in a a twelve and four thirteen and three season for for the Buccaneers. I mean that that's that could put him in the MVP conversation if not win it, depending on you know the people around him. So and in that case, okay, well, what are we talking about here? You know, like I said, we go back to what I said. Well, now you have two MVPs, three Super, blah 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 blah, all that stuff. So. Yeah. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the chaos. I hope it happens for a number of reasons. Obviously, being a Tom Brady fan, I want to see him succeed, uh, you know, albeit without the expense uh, of it being against the Patriots. We don't want that. But, you know, assuming that it's not the Patriots versus the Bucks in the Super Bowl, uh, I will be rooting for the Buccaneers uh, and Tom Brady because, hey. Yeah, you know, why not? Why not see him win a seventh and see this uh, craziness and sue on Twitter and I'll just sit back with my popcorn. So um <laughs> or or I could sit back and have a nice subway sandwich <laughs> sandwich, Sandwich. <laughs> I can't speak apparently. Um newly uh hired spokesman. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Uh I I know you saw it on uh, on Twitter and, and coming across uh uh you know social media and stuff like that Bill Belichick filming a commercial for Subway and i think my favorite comparison that i saw out there was who did it better and there's a picture of Belichick sitting on the bench uh but right next to it is a picture of um uh Forrest Gump sitting on the bench too with this like <laughs> like the same khakis and everything like that and i was just like you know what that's that's pretty funny it actually looks almost identical like like they're almost doing a Subway commercial based on Forrest Gump <laughs>
1: oh it makes you wonder that narrative hit pretty quickly and there's actually some uh you know social media graphics that have been put i mean i even saw a uh a mock-up of a Forrest Gump uh, movie poster with Bill Belichick sitting on the bench, and so nice. you have to wonder if maybe that's a takeoff on the type of you know I, I don't know I don't know what, exactly what they're doing with the commercial. I have no inside information. I loved seeing it yesterday. I thought it was great. Um, it amazes me that uh, Bill Belichick was uh, willing to lend his his brand to this mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know to to endorse uh, you know Subway and 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 be in a commercial. This is not a guy we're used to seeing do this, folks. Uh, Believe me when I tell you, up here in New England, uh, Bill Belichick keeps a lot of this stuff very close to the vest. You never, hardly ever, see him uh, in any type of uh, you know endorsement or anything like that. So it's um, it's this is interesting. Uh, this is interesting. We're seeing a new softer side of Bill Belichick. I think um, I heard somebody yesterday who says, "Is this is this what uh, uh, could this be to the Patriots season? What the red hood was to the undefeated season back oh, in 2007? No. and <laughs> And please, I hope that is not the case. Uh, but no, all, all kidding aside, I mean you know, you see guys get a little bit. And I think Bill looks at this and realizes that there's still some fun to be had here. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, anybody that's ever sat in on a press conference or whatever or been around Bill Belichick knows that the national narrative that's pushed is this surly, mm-hmm. um, you know, nasty, very condescending type human being. But anybody that's actually been around Bill without the filter or the lens of what the national media ma- narrative wants you to think of him knows that he is quite affable. He is actually a pretty funny guy. And he He's showed actually up as easy. a pirate, He's got a good sense of humor. <laughs> <a> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He showed up as a pirate to his, uh, uh, Halloween party. Um, He's been known to engage in in tricks and and, then, you know, and a lot of, uh, you know, banter back and forth with his teammates. And, you know, there's a lot there's a side of Bill that most people don't know. Maybe this helps to bring that out uh, and it helps to uh, to soften his image a little bit. And you know what? That image may need a little bit of uh, enhancement, especially after, you know, Tom Brady leaving in the offseason. Um, don't kid yourself. I mean, well, these we... guys are very much in tune with what the public thinks of them. And maybe doing a commercial like this helps, you know, to increase that narrative well, he,
0: a little he, bit. So. He also, he, he knows that the only way to increase that perception is to win. That's, a, that's all that matters. If he wins, then, then it's all well and good. If not, he knows he'll get criticized, and he'll be fine with it. He'll just keep eating his Subway sandwiches because, hey, why not? You know, the one thing I do hope that they do, though, is uh, uh, introduce a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh exclude the bill belichick sandwich because here's something that you might not know i think you know it but you know not everyone out there knows it but when he was the coach of the cleveland browns uh he had a a cooking segment and by that i mean he put together peanut butter and jelly sandwiches cutting the crust off and it was it was it was a hoot um but he he taught us how to uh, make the perfect peanut butter and jelly and i hope maybe subway is aware of that and they they implement a sandwich that uh honors the coach for that
1: Yes, absolutely. If, if, that was, if that, you're listening, that to is an epic video. That, exactly. That is an epic video. Mm-hmm. And Bill Belichick gives you his prowess of yep. being a sandwich maker. Uh, and it, it describes really, I think it's a really good metaphor for how he is the greatest coach and the greatest sandwich maker as, as well. But uh, I thought you were going to say that they should do a crossover commercial with Bill Belichick and one Happy Gilmore, who was <laughs> the spokesperson. For Subway, that's right. Uh, I think that, I think that'd be a great uh, <clears throat> crossover commercial. If we can get Sandler uh, up there, maybe to uh, to yeah, do that, because, or consider that because there that might be no- pretty good.
0: There was no other spokesman that was ever famous after Adam Sandler and before Bill Belichick, and we're going to stick with that because I'm yeah, sure Su- I'm Adam. sure I'm sure Subway would appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, I think we'll, so. I think
1: they'd we'll leave, leave to erase it at that, but... all of that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We put the t- on the two pantheons yes. right there, folks. Happy Gilmore, Bill Belichick. All you need to know about Subway. I, I Everything it, else is irrelevant. Hey,
0: look. He wears a Bruins jersey, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, you speaking go. speaking of the Browns, though, and this was a nice little segue into the Browns talk that we're going to do here. But Miles Garrett and the and the team are reportedly close to finalizing a five year, hundred and twenty five million dollar extension. So, um, good for Miles Garrett. We obviously know the 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 situation last year. You know, missing the rest of the season after the helmet incident, uh, which seems. Years ago, now I mean, if you, when you think about it, it just it, it seems like wow, that was only last season. Well, that was the case, but the team obviously is confident not, enough, not only obviously in his ability, but in obviously his character and everything like that. Because you know, hey, five years, one hundred twenty-five million—that's that's that's not a chump change. That's a, that's that's some good good coin right there. So um, you know, look, we've talked about the Browns not a lot, but every so often we bring them up, and I think we always kind of hit on. Well, this this is a different off season for them. They're they're not dealing with this uh, uh, outrageous amount of hype for a number of reasons. Obviously, uh, not not a lot of teams are dealing with that given the the, the pandemic uh, and the coverage that's that's being given based on on everything that's going on. But even in a normal off season, I feel like this team has they've been quiet. We're not seeing Baker Mayfield commercials every uh, two commercials. Um, you know, they're not out there kind of you know <clears throat> showing their confidence as much as they were last year i think they got humbled a little bit um and on top of that i think they're in a better situation uh coaching wise and and just in yeah. general and and again you know you 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 keep good players and and eventually things are going to come together and i think we believe that uh baker mayfield is a is a good quarterback i think this is a big season for him i think there's the excuses or no, i don't want to say excuses because i think they're they they there were some valid excuses as to why he underperformed in some of the situations that they were dealing with. Um, but at the same time, like there, there's no more time for those. Like he has another opportunity to go out there and they're not getting the hype this year. They're in a better situation to <clears throat> succeed. And if he fails again, then you're going to hear rumblings. But I I, I think uh, right now, I think it's a good situation for the Browns and um, they could be a sneaky team.
1: Yeah, they can be a sneaky team. I mean, this is a team with a lot of talent, and you mentioned that. I mean, not just Baker and Odell Beckham Jr. and Nick Chubb on the offensive side of the ball. This is an excellent defense, and the Patriots played them last year. It was one of the first things that I noticed about the defensive prowess of the the Cleveland Browns and what a lot of these, um, uh, basically how good they are in all three phases, whether it be up front and the defense to front, the linebacker versatility there, and even the second. Garrett is definitely a guy that you want to lock up long-term for his prowess and what he's able to He's a great defender. He's a chameleon type of defender that can line up anywhere on the field. Uh, Even, you know, considering his size and his quickness, he's even adept at being able to drop back into the backfield and play a hybrid safety role if he needed to in order to get this team on the same page. So locking him up long term is definitely a smart move for Cleveland. Um, I do believe that they're in much better shape this year coaching wise in terms of direction from uh, the front office and in terms of uh, being on the same page with their players you know last year putting baker mayfield in the hands of freddie kitchens was not the right move it just wasn't he wasn't ready he wasn't um you know capable of leading that type of a team am i gonna go out on a on, on you know too much of a, of a freddie kitchens uh you know um you know whipping here but uh, he i'm not gonna go as far as to say that he just wasn't capable of being an NFL head coach, maybe in the right situation, maybe with a team that was young, that didn't have a lot of expectations on it, uh, that bought in maybe he would have been able to do something and and be able to be an adequate coach, but to come in with the expectations that team had the star power that that team had, he would definitely was in far over his head and it showed all season long. And really, I think the reason why that team underachieved all year. So this could be a sneaky team this year. I know the Cleveland Browns were a sexy pick last year. Everybody's being very conservative when thinking about them this year, but it might be time to get excited about what Cleveland has to offer. Um, Sounds like Odell is buying in. It sounds like he's ready to, uh, to, Go um, from what he was telling people last year. Come get me. I want to get out of here. It sounds like those uh, you know concerns have quelled a little bit. Maybe the market wasn't as robust for him, and he realizes he needs to prove himself here before he can move on to another uh, location. Obviously, Jarvis is going to be uh, you know locked in, ready to go. So. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what cleveland can do on the field this year but um take a little bit of temperance uh when it comes to picking them this year i wouldn't quite beat sticking them in the the uh, super bowl like a lot of people were doing last year but they may still open some eyes
0: yeah i mean again i mean this is a division too. <clears throat> obviously i think we assume the ravens are going to be pretty good um you know you can you know it's never a guarantee i mean we've seen teams come out and have uh, fantastic seasons and then just kind of tail off and and sputter out i mean jacksonville comes to mind i again though i do feel like uh uh, the ravens are in a better situation than jacksonville because of their quarterback i don't think anyone um or at least i didn't see even in that great season i didn't look at blake bortles and was like wow you know blake bortles and no i was still like oh it's blake bortles he's he's not going to be able to repeat that and and look that's what we saw And, and unfortunately jacksonville didn't see that either um but I do think that uh, you know the, the Ravens will be good, but hey, you know you never know what's Pittsburgh going to be. What is Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, yes, he's coming back, but you know what's that elbow going to be like? I mean, what is he thirty six, thirty seven years old? Right. Um, you know that, that's not a, you know that's not just a, uh, a an easy injury to overcome, especially as a as a quarterback of a, of a you know any position but um so you know who knows what the Steelers are going to be like I think I think we can surmise that the uh that the Bengals you know given where they were last year the new players coming in and everything like that they're probably not going to be a great team they may be a a team that's on the rise uh but I I don't think that they're going to be competing uh for a playoff spot let alone a division title so you know maybe this is an opportunity for Cleveland. Maybe if they're focused. Maybe if this is the right coaching hire. Maybe if if Baker Mayfield, uh, uh, kind of, you know, settles down. I mean, who knows? This this could be a great season for the Browns. They could come in and sneak in and win the division, and at, at the very least, especially given the uh, extra playoff team, they could definitely make the playoffs. And that, that's you know that's all you really need to
1: do. It's true. Yeah, I mean they could, and there's. A lot of reasons to believe that. I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned with uh, you know the division that they play in. Obviously, you know, those. Some eyes on them this year. Everybody wants to see what Joe Burrow can do, but that's not a team that's going to be in contention for a playoff spot or a you know any type of conference uh, you know contention uh, for quite some time. Uh, they may have the the ability to do it. I have confidence in Burrow. I think that he's the type of quarterback that Cincinnati's been looking for for a long, long time. But you're talking the Ravens, you're talking the Steelers, and you know those are two formidable teams. The Steelers were right in the mix last year without Ben Roethlisberger. You have to imagine that with him back, if he's in any way bought in uh to off season workout programs and he's able to be even a shred of what he was they're going to be in contention once again and baltimore probably the class of that division right now but cleveland has the ability to be a sleeper and they do have the talent to be able to rattle off wins and really make things difficult for those two teams especially if they beat up on one another so that's going to be an interesting division to watch one of the more interesting divisions i think in the afc this year um you know, for the first time in a long while, I think the AFC East uh, has a legitimate competition for the top spot. I think the Patriots and the Bills are going to be slugging it out all season long. Uh, prior to Cam Newton's arrival, I thought the Bills had the uh, were in the driver's seat for that division for the first time in a long, long while. I still think the Bills have a slight edge because of the continuity that they've had, but I again, I think that the Patriots right now are, are very much in that mix. Mm. Uh, you look at the West, you look I, at the uh, the AFC okay, West. I, I, I'm going yep. gonna... to But in real quick
0: no (laughs) No, i no i i look i i you know maybe maybe i'm i'm buying into the hype here but you know one of the reasons why i was so hesitant about the patriots was because of the uncertainty uh around Jarrett stidham and when i have to weigh uncertainty of the two quarterbacks i'll I'll take the uncertainty with cam newton because i think the uncertainty is injuries is he going to stay healthy and I'll bet on that. So for me, I'm looking at it like, no, 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 no. The Bills had a a small window where they had, I think, the upper hand because, again, I just didn't know who Jarrett Stidham was. But I think right now it's still the Patriots division to lose. And I I think when it comes to having – being a team in the driver's seat, I think with with Cam Newton – like again, I I know I know keep people keep saying uh, it's going to be a quarterback competition. That, look, I, I I've had some time to think about this. I've, I've thought about it a lot. Cam Newton's the starting quarterback of this team. Um, if he's healthy, he's the starting quarterback of this team. And and so to me, I just look at that as like, yes, he's not going to be Tom Brady, but you know the Patriots still have a have a pretty good defense. I mean, it, they still have um. I mean, yes, it didn't work out last year, but they still have some potential uh, uh, offensive uh, players that could really you know, flourish under, under this offense if they're healthy. Again, I mean, Nikhil Harry missed a majority of the season. That hurt his development. Mohamed Sanu coming over late, getting injured, immediately hurt his development. Antonio Brown, in and then out. That hurt everyone else's. Josh Gordon, in, then out, that hurt, and so on and so forth. So now there's going to be a little bit more continuity outside of the quarterback position but how often do you get to replace a former mvp with another former mvp and that's that's not saying that cam newton's going to be at that mvp level but if he's a pretty good quarterback the patriots can still win games and still be better because it's like who am i who who do i trust cam newton or josh allen
1: Oh, I I, believe me when I tell you, when it comes down to my squeamishness on the Patriots and uh, the Bills and (laughs) maybe giving the Bills a slight edge here, it has nothing to do with Cam Newton. My confidence in this team has grown exponentially since Cam Newton has signed here and now is going to be the quarterback, where I'm wondering if the Bills may have surpassed the Patriots is one. I still have my concerns about the offensive line. I know a lot of Patriots fans get on me for that. I receive a lot of DMS in the locked on Patriots mailbag folks that tells me that I am being unduly concerned about the offensive line. There are two things that concern me. One is the long-term health of David Andrews. There is nobody that's a bigger fan of David mm-hmm. than I am. I've been accused of being an Andrews hater. That is completely asinine, folks. Completely asinine. I've covered David. I've had the chance to be in on media scrums with him. You won't find a more humble. You won't find a more dedicated player and a guy that wants to win more than David Andrews, one of the best leaders I've seen in that locker room in quite some time. David is coming off of a very difficult um health malady it's not just an injury and yes he's been given a clean bill of health no i'm not a doctor i don't know better than his doctors if they tell me that he has no health issues he's ready to go but defer to the doctor don't listen to me folks my initials may be md but that's about the only you know that's about the only correlation that i have to being a doctor but i do know that right now we're fighting a global pandemic That attacks the respiratory system. How is that going to affect David? It may not affect him directly, but it may limit the amount of time that he's able to spend out on the field, especially if, and this is an if, folks, and I hope it doesn't happen, but especially if there's a second, second wave of this pandemic and it affects players that are playing alongside David on that Patriots offensive line, or if there are teams that have a defensive line that have been decimated and there's questions about whether or not he could be exposed. Well, that's a question mark for me because they well, don't I, have a solidified backup center. I'm
0: sorry, I, I'd Mike. say, I, no, I'd say that's a, obviously a very legitimate concern, but I, again, this is not exclusive to the Patriots. So when, when it comes to things oh, like that. that, I don't like, I don't give it as an advantage or disadvantage to anyone because again, I think all teams are facing these sort of uncertainties, mm-hmm. but all things can being equal again i i i think that the bills enjoyed a nice couple months sorry sorry nick i know you <laughs> joined in here and uh wanted to talk about josh allen and i promptly uh ripped josh allen but uh, i i will try not to do that again but you know it's just they, they enjoyed a nice couple months of uh <laughs> Nice couple of months of of assuming that they have won the division. Now again, like I said, I, I the Patriots could have still gone out and won the division. I we still don't know who Jarrett Sittlem is. We just don't. But right. um, you know, I feel like you said a lot more confident in this Patriots team with Cam Newton under center. Again, assuming health, and and by all accounts, he's he's healthy. He's had time to heal. He's had time to get um back in the football shape and we know that we've seen him working out we've seen him do all this stuff and and he's clearly motivated um you know this could all it could be all be a facade he could be all putting on a show but i I think it's safe to assume that he's 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 pretty motivated to go out there and prove people wrong. And
1: yeah, and... I, I don't think he's—I don't think this is a show. I think he's—I think he's legitimately ticked. I think you can see it. Uh, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. And look, Cam Newton playing with a chip on his shoulder is dangerous news for the rest of the AFC East. Oh, well, he's usually playing with, with regard- a linebacker on his shoulder, so yeah, the chip well, is going to be actually
0: yeah. kind of nice.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. But again, a lot of that is going to be predicated on the offensive line's ability to protect him. Don't forget, Dante Scarnecchi is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. That is a big factor in this team and that offensive line being ready to essentially meet any challenge. You take a look at the problems that they had last year. That was still a pretty good offensive line with all of the difficulties that they had, with Andrews being out for the year, with um, Isaiah Wynn missing time, Shaq Mason and Marcus Cannon had subpar years, mm-hmm. and still they gave pretty good protection over the course of the uh, uh, throughout the year. Are Carmen Brasillo and uh, Cole Popovich going to be able to harness that Dante-like magic and still get the product the productivity out of that line? If they can then yeah, I think the Patriots are in the driver's seat in this division. But it's an uncertainty and it's a question mark right now. Nick, with regard to Josh Allen, I know you said someone was there wanting to talk a little bit about Josh. The knock on Josh this year is that, well, is he going to be able to develop that type of synergy he needs with Stephon Diggs? Diggs couldn't do it with Kirk Cousins. What makes you think he's going to do it with Josh Allen? First of all, I think Josh Allen is a little bit more bought into realizing that he needs a prototypical, prolific wide receiver in order to be able to take pressure off him. That's no no disrespect to John Brown. There's no disrespect to Cole Beasley. He's got weapons around him. I think Dawson Knox is in line for a very big year at tight end. But I think this battery mate between him and Stephon Diggs has a chance to really be something special. Ultimately, Josh is gonna have to prove it on the field. I think he's shown more maturity each and every year. I'm not going to annoy him as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I think he's a little better than people give him credit for. So in that respect, yeah, I think this is gonna be a dogfight for the division this year. I look for both of these two teams to be evenly matched. I think it could come down to whose defense is more prolific this year. And the Patriots definitely are right up there in that regard. But they've regressed a little bit at the linebacker position. You can't expect guys like Anthony Jennings, Josh Uche, and even a second-year player in Chase Winovich, who I think is poised to become the next big star on this defense, to equal what guys like Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy gave you, simply based on the fact that you're missing their you're missing their experience and it's a legitimate concern secondary i think the patriots match up with the bills you know, one for one, I'd give the slight nod to the Patriots in that regard. You've got Stephon Gilmore. Uh, I know Bills fans love Tre'Davious White, and they think he's just as good, but I still give the the nod to Gilmore. To me, he's just yeah. But still it's also the it's, best all, it's in the the league. it's the collection
0: of the entire sum because like you you know you talk about the Patriots secondary, and I think it's by far the best in the league when you talk about obviously Stephon yeah. Gilmore, Jason McCourty, Devin McCourty, uh, Daron Harmon is uh uh, uh uh sorry Patrick Chung uh. Uh yeah Harmons in Detroit. Yeah, That's I was gonna yeah, sure. I I was I, you know what I mean? I I meant to say Patrick John but, but but, role, but JC
1: that JC yeah, Jason Jackson, that arm and roll is now going to be filled by either one of two guys, either Adrian Phillips, who yep. they signed in the offseason, who I love as a signing.
0: Which kind of has Los gotten Angeles. forgotten the mix. You under know? the radar. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Right under the radar. Or it could be Kyle Duggar. Uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And I think he has the chance to turn more heads than people are giving him credit for this year. Uh, the more film I watch on Kyle Duggar, the more I love the fit here in New England. And I think he can be. Uh, I think he could be their most prolific rookie this year. And that's coming from a guy that has been singing the praises of Josh Uche since they drafted him. Well, you've also
0: been singing the praises of uh <laughs> your man there. Dietrich Wise Jr., my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. think and I've said it I've said this several times. I
1: think Dietrich's on the bubble this year and yeah. it really really pains me to say that, but uh if they're going to move in a different direction and if guys like – especially if a guy like Anthony Jennings comes in and proves that he can do what he did at Alabama when he was really making a lot of strides, even a guy like Nicole out of out of Auburn who really has so, so much explosiveness, it's – with him it's all about attitude. If he mm-hmm. can come in and buy into the Patriots' way of doing things – yeah, they they might they might be willing to move in a different direction with Dietrich, but the wild card is uh, COVID nineteen. You know, it's, yeah. it's readiness, it's being able to come in. Dietrich's been in this system for a while; those guys haven't. So, you know, take that for what you will, folks. This could be a different year than what you've seen in, in in the past. We may see a lot more veterans on the roster than unproven rookie free agents. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, Mike? That puts
0: a nice little bow tie on our day, just like the Bow Tie Killer. You know who played the Bow Tie Killer? absolutely michael richards <laughs> that's right that's right um yeah. oh i love that my child's uh i almost said problem play. Child child. <laughs> yeah problem child i mean i guess you could kind of mash those two movies together and probably get a pretty good movie out of it but um big ben healy for mayor yeah that's right that's right oh man rest in peace mr john ritter yes uh, absolutely. <clears throat> anyways we're gonna wrap today up it's wednesday it's 958 which means hey we're gonna say goodbye for the day and uh you know We'll, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk some more. Like I said, hopefully we're going to talk more about uh, Washington. We're going to talk more about the NHL. Uh, they, they had some pretty important dates come out uh, yesterday. We're going to discuss that some, some matchups, some games are scheduled. So we're excited for that. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Be sure to tune in later today though, on full press radio, because we got a pretty great lineup. We got snowman in the morning coming up next, of course, college credit hour, the armor guy, Memphis Spence, Memphis Spence. I apologize. Uh, Sports Radio America, check it out, noon to two, and then, of course, at 5 p.m., Dylan and Ross say sports right here on Full Press Radio. Uh, unfortunately, we do not broadcast it on Sportscaster, but you can download the Full Press Coverage app on the Apple and Google Play stores and listen wherever you are and listen to podcasts, read the content, watch our videos. It's all there, folks. Right there. Download it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Mike, do it. Do it. Come do on. It. Do it now. If, if you've already done it, delete it and download it again. And then Come go on. buy, then go buy a Idea. new device and download it once again. So, uh, no, thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, have a great day, folks. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office